Chris Hubbard. out on their lonesome to make it in a big bad world of podcasting. Ooh, that is so smooth. Still so smooth. Uh, welcome to another episode of the Hobber and Hing podcast. Uh, my name is Michael Hing. And I'm Lewis Hobber and what a pleasure to be with you and thank you again to Mr. Tom Carty for delivering the smooth, smooth, slightly weird sounds of our introduction. Uh, now we're doing another record in our various places of, of living. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you call it? Our, our homes, Lewis, our homes. <laughs> uh, so you're back in the uh, the hot box. How's the hot box today? The, I'll tell you what, the weather is um, a little cooler today. So the hot box is mm-hmm. probably only 10 degrees warmer than the um, the outside temp, which is which is quite nice. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So yeah. um, any any chance of a shirts off today, do you reckon? Or Look, this will be a shirts on podcast? The, if the price is right, Michael, the shirt will come off. But um, uh, as yet, I haven't seen any good offers. Yeah, predominantly people will pay you money to keep your shirt on. That's right. <laughs> That's kind of what we're dealing with mostly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I threaten an OnlyFans every every week and um and then I take the bribe to not do it. <laughs> um, how's your week been? Are you well? What's been happening for, for Lewis Holler? <sighs> it's not it's not my best week, Michael. It's not your um, best week. Well, I love to hear about your failures, so what's going on? It's not well, is it my failure? It, this is just boring parenting chat. Can we this uh-huh. we'll just have to if you don't care about parenting stuff, skip forward ninety seconds. Okay, um, sure. If you do just buckle up for, you know, uh-huh. basically my um, girlfriend Alex has gone back to work. She's working a night shift this week. Mm-hmm. So she's yep. seven nights back to back. Um, yeah, so she's wow. working all night, sleeping all day. That is and pretty rough. Yeah. So it's, she's like two rooms down, which is why I'm like, I'm like trying to be sort of like audible, but not like loud. And because uh, you don't want to wake your employed and sleeping girlfriend. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With my podcast <laughs> silliness that we do for free. As, yeah, I think one of the rights of being the breadwinner of the family is you get to sleep. That's right. <laughs> when you need to. I couldn't agree more. Which is why I'm like, hi everyone. It's good to be with you. Um, oh, I have some R styles. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, but our baby Olive um, has mm. never really spent like a full week just sleeping with me, no mum around. Right. So she right, is right, not right. sleeping at all in protest. Okay. Um, so right. it just means that I'm spending like basically every hour and a half across the night, I have to get up and I have to walk around the streets with her for between half an hour and another hour and a half until she gets back to sleep. Okay. So I'm sleeping. So wandering the streets of Sydney with your between, um, unsleeping baby. Correct. So I'm sleeping two to three hours a night. Okay. And is that good for you or is that like doing? <laughs> yeah, it's good for me. It is good. I, I honestly, um, I, I'll i be honest, you and I tried to record an episode a couple of days early because I was like, we should try to record this before yes. I go into this hell week. Yeah, and, and um, I fucked it up. I, my, 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 on my end, I fucked it up and I'd like to apologise to you and the listeners for that. And so here we are and I'll be, I'll be totally honest, Michael. We yeah. all make mistakes. But this was a badly timed one. It's a really badly timed one by you. <laughs> well, um, obviously, 
Um, the reason we had to record a couple of days early isn't just because of your own stuff going on, Lewis, with your yeah. um, with your baby and your family and stuff. But I've been in Adelaide recently for uh, the Adelaide Fringe Festival, which was very nice. A bunch of Hopper and Hing fans came to the shows while I was there, which was very, very nice. They came and said hello. Right. A lot of them said, um, made jokes about um, enjoying the podcast and putting it on their partners' phones and stuff, which was oh. very, very kind of them to do. Great. Um, so we are still on the, our way to becoming the U2 of podcasting. That's excellent. Um, yeah, very, very exciting. Um, I will say that a lot of people were like, am I supposed... Like, people were unsure as to whether or not they were allowed to listen to the podcast right now because they were like, it hasn't officially launched. Ah. You know, are we are we even allowed to um, wow. to listen to the podcast? They, but, Lewis... Who were they waiting um, for permission from? Well, like, I, you Mr. know, like... Po- the, President Podcast, Joe I Rogan, what, to give them I, the, the handshake yeah. of approval. I think they were like, are you guys taking this seriously so far or are you just mucking about? Because they were like, you know, we're in th- 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 one very kind person was like, I'm enjoying what I'm listening to, but like obviously compared to your radio show, there's not as much like production and there's mu- there's not music and everything else. I'm like, we've got a, we have a, fucking, we got a fucking theme song. What else do you want? Mm, but mm. it did make me realise that this episode, Lewis, mm. is the final episode. It was, so we, we did episode zero. Mm. So now we need to decide if this is episode one or not. So is the podcast officially launching with this episode? In my opinion, my mm-hmm. vote, and I know yep. I only get 51% as decided by our contract. <laughs> <laughs> it's no. I think this is probably okay. point. 0.5, maybe even 0.75. Okay. Like we're close. We're really close. Okay. But we're okay, not so there. Okay, so 0.5 of an episode. Yeah. Right, okay. So, but, 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 but now also they were like, is the podcast ever going to launch? That was a question people had. Oh. So is our podcast ever actually going to launch or are we just going to... I said, are we suggesting we're the edging of podcasting? <laughs> <laughs> we just always... Very close. Very, very close. Never pod you to completion. Exactly. We're just so every week we get closer and closer. We never actually announce the official launch of the podcast, Lewis. That's another option for us. I uh, mean, I to us a certain there'd be a certain demographic that would flock to this podcast for that sort of energy. That would probably get us more listeners than we have currently, which is um, which is wonderful. Look, here's the thing that's holding us back. As we've mm-hmm. said from episode negative five, <laughs> we we just want to launch the episode in a in a hot air balloon. That's it. Yeah, that's, that's all we want. That's all we want. It's, it is shouldn't that be too is, crazy to ask. <laughs> what is that crazy for two men to just say we want to launch our podcast in the sky in the big great no, studio think, in the sky? I don't think it's crazy at all. I, I think, think we're doing a great job. We want to do the, the things that we were never allowed to do in our radio job, which are hot, flying a hot air balloon because they wouldn't let us do it, mm-hmm. and do an ad. That's and I think people think oh they've got mm. a plan. <laughs> you, you're an idiot. <laughs> Oh, they're saying this, and they'll fi- and they already know what they're going to do. No, there were times we did that on the radio show because we had the mm. aforementioned production support. We don't have that now. We don't have a plan. Well, this is genuinely week to week. We'll see what happens. Yes. Well, on that, Lewis. Speaking of things that happened to us during our radio show, I thought mm. there was a story that I wanted to share this week because I there is something that happened. That this is a story I, I kind of was. Trying to, I was toying with telling on stage uh, while I was at the Adelaide Fringe, hmm. and I recognised then that you and I have very different memories of of, of portions of this event. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to ask you your thoughts on this. So mm-hmm. this is something which we never really talked about on radio. I don't think. I mean, maybe we never talked about it on radio. It dates back to when I just started at mm-hmm. Triple J. So we're thinking of March of 2020, 
And mm. before and, and so this story, genuinely in my opinion, has like national security significance. Okay. Which I know is rare. It's a rarity for Hobbiting to, to to have anything vaguely important. Mm. But but this is this is a this is a in all seriousness a thing that several years later I cannot believe um, happened. Mm. So do you remember? Well, I think you remember it differently to me. But when I had just started at Triple J, mm. you and I got called into a big meeting with our boss. Yes. Uh, in in the Triple J boardroom. And um, they didn't exactly tell us what it was about, and it wasn't it was it wasn't other presenters. It was just you and me. And my initial thought was, "Oh no, they found the old <laughs> tweets." Uh, <laughs> I think they knew about those. They were discussed before you were hired. Um, but luckily, it wasn't actually about. We weren't in trouble, Lewis, which is obviously our our default our yeah. default opinion. Anytime anyone wants to talk to us, is, "Oh, are we in trouble?" Yeah. We weren't in trouble. In actual fact, was they were they the ABC at the time. It's March of 2020. COVID was kicking off, and the mm. ABC was working on their COVID plan. Mm. And they were explaining to us that if COVID got really, really bad, um, and it was going to be like a you know sort of a, a what like a like a horrible like the world is shut down, the government can no longer function sort of situation, mm. which obviously globally we got close to, but didn't you know didn't go that far. Yeah, they were like. In times of national crisis, I think they said, the ABC has like a mandate to like give up-to-date accurate information. Mm-hmm. And they were like, so we need to make a decision on how the ABC is going to go forward if society shuts down. Mm-hmm. And the plan <laughs> for them was to leave on, to, was to shut down a lot of the, I guess, smaller stations across the nation. But they were going to leave a couple of national stations on, one of which was Triple J. Mm. <laughs> Do you remember this? I remember that. My, I don't remember, like, I must admit, a few years ago, it, it was so weird. It was such a weird time. My details, of my mm. memory is, like, slightly, and also this week, I can't remember my own name. But my memory of it was that, I don't know if it was that everyone would be taken off air, but everyone would be sent home mm. except for um, us and Lee Sales and that might be it. I think they were like, oh, maybe someone from Radio, no, no, all of Radio National was sent home. They yeah, actually well, were. I mean, because they were at risk. Well, and, that's you know, right. There's elderly, no one. I mean, you, elderly. <laughs> Unfortunately, when you start looking at the demographic of the ABC, um, both in terms of staff and listeners, they were all in the high-risk category. Yeah, so my memory of it was that they said initially people would be sent home and then eventually they'd have to choose which, station, which radio shows they were going to keep on the air. Mm. And I think at the time we'd had a bit of a ratings bump because mm. Veronica had left and I just started and people were tuning in for that switchover, I guess. Mm. Yeah, people were excited when person- personnel changed at a radio station. Mm-hmm. And so we were like, I'll say it, our ratings were artificially inflated, Lewis. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they plummeted the month, the month later. Oh, yeah. Once people got to know once people got to know what I was offering, <laughs> yuck. No. Um, but, and, and so I remember it was going to be like us and Hack were going to be the final shows on air. Maybe mm. breakfast, but Maybe I think breakfast. they weren't really sure about that at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but isn't it crazy that the, the final people on air at the ABC mm. were going to be... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you yeah, and yeah, me, yeah. baby, keeping Australia safe. It was... It, yeah, it was, it was definitely a shock. It was a shock. And mm. it was... I don't know if it had been like locked in, but certainly it was implied that that was the current thinking that like it would be yeah. Lee Sales, maybe like the news and then 7.30. In television, yeah. In TV yeah. Yeah. and on radio it would be, um, I don't I think all us. of local was sent home and us because it was just because it's national, yeah. 
it's all like it. But the idea that you and I would be like, all right, guys, <laughs> um, we've, <Whoa. laughs> we've so had enough. I, of, yeah. <laughs> thank you for telling us um, when you've pissed on your partner by accident. It's now time to tell you the updated death toll. Yeah, it, 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 it is like, hey, um, 0439-757-555, let us know if there are marauders where you are because they are a violent gang who are taking uh, across the wastelands in a broken society. Um, yeah, and you know, what, instead of an like, icy cold can of Coke, it's just like a regular can of beans, the last can of beans in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Triple J Black Thunders are um, <laughs> out of the streets and they have supplies. They Triple, have Triple supplies. J's armoured Humvees are out there giving out the last can of beans. So there was some funny stuff that I remember from this, which was that at one point our um, boss said to us that the, one of the reasons that had gone into this decision-making process was that Triple J per listener, of all the national... Um, radio stations like ABC National, oh, sorry, Radio National, ABC News, Triple J, ABC Jazz, ABC Classic. Mm. They were like, out of all of those, Triple J per listener was the cheapest to run. Mm. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> How are we cheaper to run than ABC Classic, first of all? That's Dude. crazy to me. I uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about this on the podcast. I think you're allowed to talk about things that are publicly, that are publicly uh, available. I think, look, I think it's changed now, but there was a time where, a, where ABC Classic FM had their own studio at the Sydney Opera House with, like, cables basically that ran from the Sydney Opera House to, to the ABC so that they could record every orchestra that ever played at the Sydney Opera House, which meant, which meant that they were actually recording more orchestras than they had time to play on their radio station. <laughs> So they're just like, oh, should we record this full orchestra, which from our office in the Sydney Opera House? Ah, uh, sure, why not? And meanwhile, we're like, can we have twenty dollars to buy some key rings? And they're like, no. <laughs> you know what? What I find really funny about that is that, like, also, it's like, what are their aside from their studio expenses, which I think have been cut back now. They have, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. What are? Thank the, God, thank God, the, there've been some more cuts yeah. to the ABC. Yeah. What are the? What are the? Like, what are the costs of running ABC Classic? Like, who are they? Like, who are they paying royalties to? Like, everyone's mm. dead. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, Beethoven's not collecting. <laughs> like, at least we're paying. Or at least we're paying royalties to like King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard or whatever. You know, mm. they're getting a bit of scratch from the ABC. Yeah, there are fifty of them though. So every time you play it, it really you know yeah. <laughs> decimates the economy. Um, well, the th the thing I wanted to ask you about though is at the end of this meeting, right? I remember signing something that was like, "Hey, you can't tell anyone." about this meeting and i remember asking you about this and you were like i don't remember that at all i don't remember that at all i don't remember signing anything and i don't know if i would that's mm. why i don't remember it because it seems very unlike me to sign something like that yeah well uh, that might anyway the, the more i thought about it i was like why would they want like if if they did want us to sign something yeah. why would they want us to sign something it was probably because they thought that maybe if that plan became public Maybe the Australian public would respond poorly to it. Maybe. <laughs> you think it? Yeah. You think they mightn't be and like. So what I thought was quite funny. And so what I thought was quite funny about that, Lewis, is that if if I talk about it now, and I did, for example, if I had signed something, mm. if they wanted to sue me about that now that I no longer work there, then they would have to admit that I'd signed something, and they would mm. have to admit that that was their plan. And I think politically, that's a bad move for the ABC. Yeah, I think I think. 
Look, I'm not say, just saying this because I'm, you know, in the pocket of big ABC, although I do feel like sometimes we shit on the ABC lot on this podcast and I do want to say over and over again, I love the ABC and I wish it was better funded and, um, you of know. Course. We worked there for things. a decade. We love this place. Yeah, I would work there again in a heartbeat. Love it. However, my recollection is probably true. Mm. <laughs> I just don't think. But I guess you, you're right. We, are, we will never know because they can't. That for them to sue would just be, um, I mean, it would be a baffling choice anyway, but I, I also yes. think you're right. It, it, well, they would have to admit the existence of the I document think, in order to defend yeah. the document. And I think also the ABC has bigger legal cases on their mind right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's we, some other very serious stuff going down, Lewis. <laughs> yeah, no one um, sent texts to the uh, chair of the board to get us fired. <laughs> we quit <laughs> of our own accord. It's definitely funny, like regardless of um, whether or not we were told not to speak about it, um, yeah. the idea that um, it would just be us and Lee, I, it is hilarious. And I still th- <laughs> I think about it all the time. And there was a part of me, obviously I don't, I don't want the world to go into crisis, but it would have mm. been pretty fun. <laughs> it would have been crazy. And also, Michael, can you imagine the ratings? We would have crushed. <laughs> oh, we would have crushed. Although then, if we were crushing across the entire country on account of a government mandate, yeah. maybe we wouldn't have been so attracted to the uh, town of, to, to the city of Newcastle Dude. because we wouldn't have had outsized. We would have been getting like Kim Jong Un ratings. You know what I mean? We would have been like, <laughs> if you don't listen to Hobber and Hing, you'll be up against the wall. It would have been amazing. <laughs> yeah, if you want to find out where the next food deliveries are, you need to tune in to Hobber and Hing. Oh. Goodbye tickets to Falls Festival. <laughs> you know what price we've got? Rice and grains. <laughs> Rice and grains. <laughs> oh, man. It's, um, we'll never be able, like, well, Triple J will never be able to, or the ABC will never be able to offer a million dollar cash prize. Not ever. No. So the, it is in their vested interest for there to be more <laughs> national crises. And so I'm not saying they should, like, nightcrawl this thing and create them. But mm. if someone was doing some, you know, rogue trips to Wuhan, it'd be a good time to visit a wet market. If you're an ABC employee. <laughs> Yeah, they, the government can't cut the ABC's funding if, um, you know, the ABC's the only station on air. Can they? Can pretty they, good, Lewis? Pretty good thinking. Pretty good thinking. Another great way, another great idea from Hover and Hing. <laughs> yeah, um, that is very funny. Welcome back, though. How, do, how, was, um, how was Adelaide? How was our friend Tom Ballard? It was great. Adelaide was so much fun. Again, uh, a bunch of Hover and Hing fans came to the show. It was so nice to meet them and hang out with them after the show for a little bit. Um, I, uh, yeah, had a genuinely great time. What was really funny about it though, is that because of the, uh, oncoming baby mm. that, uh, my, my, uh, that my wife, I can say wife, that my mm. wife is having, Brag. um, I have canceled the rest of my tour. So I was originally going to do, so originally I was going to do like Adelaide, Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane, Perth mm. because of the timing of the child and a few other things that are happening in, in my life. I am only doing Adelaide, right? But I was doing a split show with Ballard. Now, Adelaide traditionally for comedians is the place you go to kind of like put the finishing touches on your show. And mm. it can be quite a stressful time because you're thinking about, oh my goodness, this show isn't ready. I suck as a comedian. I'm the worst. I fucking hate myself. And you're re- putting a lot of pressure on yourself to get a good show together by the end of the, end of the Adelaide Fringe so you can go to the rest of the territories, right? Mm. I wasn't doing that. So I had no pressure on me. So yeah. I was having a really fun time. <laughs> I was, however, sharing a tent as a, a venue and also accommodation with uh, Mr. Tom Ballard, who mm. is taking his career very seriously, Lewis. Good, yeah, um, yeah. And so the energies that he and I were bringing to the stage were very different each <laughs> night. Like, literally, like, and I, I say this with love because I, I, I 
have a great affection for Tom and it was a really fun time. But I think he did not have a... I think he had a much worse time than me on the... On the yeah, <laughs> because the, the working night, it out period is no fun for anyone. No, yeah. And every night he'd be like over his laptop, like struggling over like whether or not a sentence should have like five words or three words or seven. Like he was literally that kind of level of detail. Mm. And I would be behind him literally sipping on a pineapple juice (laughs) direct from a pineapple (laughs) that I purchased at one of the stalls and being like an Mm. absolute holiday mode, being like, I'm going to try some new stuff tonight, Tom. What do you think? He's like pulling his hair out, being stressed. So I do feel like even though I had a great time and I think the audience enjoyed the shows, I do think that... Um, if I was Tom Ballard, I would have been annoyed at me <laughs> on account of just like who I was and how I was acting. Did you crush? Because sometimes when you don't care, mm. you know, you people can just it gives you, you yeah. people are like, oh yeah. man, this guy's he's just locked in. He's just really we're yeah. with him. It was it was pretty funny. So most nights uh, we switched up a bit, but most nights I went on first and Tom went on second, mostly so he could have more time on his laptop to fix his to fix his show <laughs> and work on it and stuff. Oof. Um, so yeah, like really stressful, like really, really stressful for him, like up until the minute, like typing out jokes, like, um, uh, uh, but I was, I was having a great time. Yeah. It Mm. was a real, really freeing stuff. A lot of the, a lot of the time I was also just like doing crowd work and, you know, making fun of people, um, like Tom (laughs) and whoever else was at the show. It was just a a really lovely time. So I I had a lovely time in Adelaide. Was Adelaide Um, swept up in, um, Swift Fever? No, cause, because... Uh, Adelaide, uh, Taylor Swift was only going to Sydney and Melbourne. Oh. So anyone who's interested in Taylor Swift would have left Adelaide for the duration that I was there in order to go and see Taylor Swift. Right. Um, have you been caught up in Taylor Swift fever, oh, Lewis? Mate, Sydney's been um, sweet. It's been in the se- the centre of Swift mania. It's been really. <laughs> it's been wild because um, I, where I live is like there's a lot of apartments, a lot of like Airbnbs and that sort of stuff. So there's a oh. lot of people from out of town in our area at the moment, and it's like. It is, how do I describe it? I don't know what, it, it's almost like the whole of Sydney has just become like Splendour in the Grass but only with one act. Like everyone walking around is wearing their Taylor Swift T-shirts, everyone, like there's mums and daughters and and it, like everywhere you go, you, I cannot walk down the street right now without seeing Taylor Swift merch. And I'm, wow. I've seen one guy in a Blink-182 shirt and everyone else is in their, <laughs> their era's merch, which I have to say... Um, not not the best merch, if I'm totally honest. But um, you think Taylor Swift's merch leaves a little bit to be desired. Now, my personal view, yeah, that's interesting because you and I have one good piece of merch, and I yeah. think quite a lot of merch that maybe we had to compromise on on in a way that we we didn't love. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh but no, the keyrings are good as well. We had two. We had two. I think pretty good pieces of merch. And then a lot of stuff that was quite frustrating to me. But one thing that we do have in common with Taylor Swift is our merch sold out. You know what I mean? That's true. That's so, true. That's probably so. the only thing we have in common with Taylor Swift. Did you see this about uh, Taylor Swift? And, and look, you and I aren't the Taylor Swift experts, so we no, can't no, really no, no. comment on the shows or the, the music or anything else. But what I can comment on... I would just also is, get out ahead of being like, like, Taylor Swift is not our area of expertise. That does not mean I don't like Taylor Swift. I don't, I'm not here mm. to be like one of those people who, just because I'm not the target demographic that I don't I don't like her I don't respect her I think she's amazing. So one thing again you and I not experts in the field. No. But what I can comment on is celebrities coming to Australia and doing weird shit, okay? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So if you were going to go uh, as a celebrity and come to Australia, what's like maybe let's go specifically Sydney. Mm. If you're coming to Sydney, what's like the first celebrity thing you're going to do? Look, it's it's either 
you have to mm-hmm. eat Vegemite in, in front of some sort of camera or oh, sure, yeah. hug a koala. You've got it in one. Yep, yep. It's yeah. so a koala. So you want to interact with the wildlife. Okay, mm, mm. Australia's famous for that. And so not in the wild going, though. They're not. They're not going hunting in the bush. <laughs> no, no. You go to a. You go to a zoo. Now, if you were going to find somewhere in, say, for example, Sydney, mm. to hug a koala or to interact with wildlife in general, where are you going? You're going to Taronga Zoo. It's a great Taronga zoo. zoo. Yeah, it's the it's the number one zoo, right? So it's yeah. it's if for people outside of Sydney, Taronga Zoo is like. It's on a beautiful peninsula. It, you catch the ferry across there. It's mm. by the water. It's it's a delight. Like it's I really love nice. Taronga Zoo. Yeah, so nice. So tell me why Taylor Swift, international billionaire pop star, mm. coming to Australia for like what? She was here for like four days or whatever in Sydney, whatever mm. it was, three shows, whatever it was. Why is she at somewhere called Sydney Zoo? Who on her team? has sent her to the non-Taronga, the Aldi Zoo, <laughs> the Sydney Zoo, Aldi Zoo of, of, of Australia. What do they even have there? Is it so just there is like... a secondary zoo called Sydney Zoo. What? Um, it's not by the water. I it's, didn't know we had that. It's at Eastern Creek, which is, look, looking at Google Maps, it's a little bit out of Sydney. Mm-hmm. Um, this, like, you know, It's sort of, I would say, in the west of Sydney, kind of out near past Blacktown, I guess. Oh, yeah? And yep, yep, yep. So it's a you know a fair a fair distance out. It's not it's a long way and for Taylor to travel. Yeah, because I don't imagine she's staying out that way. I imagine she's staying in the city somewhere. You'd think so, oh, yeah. Here's what I think. Do you reckon? Do you reckon someone on her team just Googled Zoo Sydney, and then uh, Sydney Zoo came up because it's got you yeah. know better search engine optimization or whatever. Yeah. And so Taronga's missing out, and as a result, Taylor then goes to I think a cut rate zoo. I I would do give anything to know what's there. Like I I really I cannot imagine that it's got the the breadth and maybe it's got more Australian stuff, which is why Taylor went. But even like you could imagine the the brand integration of Taylor and Taronga. It almost is the same word. Mm. Taylor Zoo. You know what I mean? You could imprison <laughs> some um, a Taylor Zoo would actually be very interesting. Uh, I don't know if Different it's a zoo. Of of, yeah. <laughs> so this is a guy called Taylor. This person makes um, suits. Suits. Here are all the different kinds of tailors. <laughs> here's um, Mark so... Taylor. Uh, here's his brother. Here are all here are all of Australia's greatest tailors. Um, at the uh, look again, I've never been to Sydney Zoo, mm. but you know how like when obviously when you go to a zoo, you want the big ticket items. You know, mm-hmm. you want you you want the the native animals to wherever you are, obviously to you yes. know a bit of a tourist thing, and then you want like some of the big ticket items. You know, lions, tigers, rhinos. You yeah, know, although that's a bit ideally pandas. It's a bit um like bit go a bit I don't know bit borderline these days with anything anything big. I feel like you I feel like your your koalas, your kangaroos, your quokkas yeah. if you've got them. Yeah, you got to yeah. get a quokka if you're near one of those. Uh, well, but but here's the thing. When, when, so whenever you go to a zoo and their big thing like uh, they're they're advertising to you. We've got a creepy crawlies den or something. Oh. You're like, yeah, I'm not here. So yeah. they have a mini beasts exhibition at um at Sydney Zoo. I love the rebrand of things as a mini beast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stick insects, locusts. Oh. Now locusts, my understanding is they are sort of a plague animal. I don't know that locusts these, are the kind of thing. I these things see are zoo. readily available in the average garden. This yeah, is not they, a zoo. They have a giant burrowing cockroach. You know, I think oh. that if you saw, you'd probably kill. You yeah. would probably kill this thing. <laughs> I think this is someone's garden. Do they have a gnome? <laughs> do they have a? Do they have like oh, fuck. a great you've hose? Just, you've just um, ignited a memory in my brain. Mm. Um, did you have? Because you grew up a little bit regional. Yeah. You 
Yeah. Um, did you have a nearby zoo, like a like an amateur zoo near your house? No, there's a there's a big open plain zoo like between Geelong and Melbourne, but that's oh, right, pretty okay. legit. I don't think there are any mm. amateur zoos. Well, not that I know so, of. Where I grew up in the uh, Sutherland Shire in Sydney, I I would say uh, there was probably like at least two or three amateur zoos that I knew about. <laughs> and I would say... You've got like, to do zoos at a professional level. You just have to <laughs> enter at a professional level. There's no... You can't have a hobby zoo. That is Tiger and, King shit. Well, th- then there were dozens more. There were like there were probably dozens of people who had like approaching reptile parks. You know what I mean? Like there was uh. quite a big thing in in the... Western part of Sutherland Shire. So the, in the eastern part of Sutherland Shire, it's all beach going and everyone's sort of tanned and fit and hot and whatnot. Mm. And then you get kind of down to the riverlands and the swamps. A lot of people <laughs> owning a lot of reptiles, right? <laughs> um, but I remember when I was in like maybe year three or year four, we went to like, we were told we we're going to go to the zoo. And we all just assumed, oh, we're going to Taronga mm. because, you it's know. It's the zoo in Sydney. It's the zoo in Sydney. We, you know, get a day out, go on the ferry, et cetera, et cetera. And maybe we had been to Taronga Zoo maybe the year before or something. But this time we were not going to Taronga, Lewis. We were going to a guy's backyard. Oh, right. No. Where he had like, he had like some stuff, <laughs> but like, this was like, this is in the 90s. So like, by today's standards, probably not ethically kept, but no. he had like um, nothing too dangerous, you know, had like a koala and um, a couple of lizards and, you know, snakes and stuff. Yeah, um, but he also uh, had uh, heaps of birds. He had heaps. He had a big aviary of birds. Yeah. And my uh, friend Jono was was chosen to go into the bird enclosure, and they did the thing where he held like his hands with feed, and all the birds came to him because Jono yeah. was like into birds. Sure. <laughs> Sure. Um, now, obviously, this could have ended with Jonah being pecked to death. Yeah, or getting avian flu. Like, this guy, this is a guy's backyard with a cage full of just mismatched birds. <laughs> Who knows what's going on there? But when Jonah was coming out, he, like, didn't lock the cage properly or whatever. Oh, no. And so apparently, like, a bunch of birds escaped. Oh, no. Um, and you know what? That's not on Jono. That's on the I mean, guy whose backyard you were yeah. in. He was like seven years old. Like Jono's fine in this instance. I don't think Jono's the problem here. That's the um, that's the work of the amateur zookeeper. Well, I think yeah, exactly, exactly. They're not doing that at you know the Irwin the Irwin Zoo. You know, they're it's closing real, doors. It's real like um, whatever that guy's name is, like T Barnum or whatever. Oh, like P T Barnum. Yeah, P T Barnum. It's real. Step right like, up. Yeah, old school shit to have a backyard zoo. Did you ever I, go on any like wacky excursions as a kid? Like to to places where you're like, well, that's a bit dicey. We didn't go on a lot of excursions from memory. We uh-huh. did the best one we ever went to was Sovereign Hill, which is the um the like Gold Rush era town, oh. you know, that's like I, an hour or so from Geelong. Um, I told you about I have told you about this, right? When we went there, like my family went there. Oh yes, and they, yes. And they dressed my dad up in the I might I don't know if it's Sovereign Hill like one or another um, gold panning reenactment Dude, town. It's amazing. <laughs> such an amazing story. We went there and they and they dressed my dad up in like the Chinese because he was just he was just a Chinese guy. Like and dad's like dad was born here in Australia, but they like dressed him up in like the the robes with the conical hat and everything and gave him the hand. and like obviously nowadays I look back at that and I'm like guys that's a bit crook. But to be clear, my dad loved it. My dad was got to be the center of attention. He got to put on some silk robes. I don't remember if he did the voice, but <laughs> it's so funny because obviously, you know, the Chinese 
uh, people at the gold rush is such a huge part of the story. Of and if course. you were the guy who, like, I grew up around there. When I was growing up in that part of town, there, there wasn't that many Asian people living around, you know what I mean, in regional <laughs> Australia in that, in that time in the 90s, mm. 2000s. And so if you worked at Sovereign Hill and you saw a Chinese guy and you were like, <laughs> finally, we can do some good <laughs> casting for this role. <laughs> But I've been Yul Brynnering this role for, for a decade and I can finally do correct by the book casting and then, however, I can see how it also is, you know, it's it's a tough one. It's a tough one. I hope he got some, um, I don't know, some good, uh, I hope he got a couple of like jars with one fleck of gold in there. Oh, I imagine they gave him something, yeah. Yeah, mm. a bit of dirt or something, you know. <laughs> Uh, but when we were there, um, my friend Will, he was doing, I don't know if he did the bowling there, but they've got that old school bowling where you, um, you'd like, oh, du- yeah, you hold like the wooden balls and you, it's a wooden 10 pin bowling alley and you put, you like do sort of a bucket throw where you wiggle, mm. um, wiggle it. Uh, you sort of pull it behind your legs and then double hand throw it through your legs. Um, and my friend Will, wooden ball, wooden lane. Mm. Wooden pins, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Holding the wooden ball in his hands, he brings it back with both hands between his legs, and then whooshes it forwards to release. And as he gets his fingers right down to where the lane is, his fingernail catches a splinter that is sticking oh. out from the lane, and rips the fingernail clean off. Blood all over the lane. Oh. <laughs> Fuck. It's- it was one of the most graphic things I've ever seen and it was horrific. This poor guy. Oh man. It was amazing. It was the um it was one of the many highlights of that trip. And I don't mean because I like to see him in pain, but just you well, know, they're the things that stick in your brain. Like I don't you know, remember I don't remember who got cast as the Chinese guy. <laughs> Do you know what's also wild is like when we were on radio, we would hear stories like that. We would and we would always be like, oi, like that. And we'd make, you know, mm. like now that we're on podcast, I can be like, fuck, that's fucked. Yeah. I can <laughs> just say the thing I'm thinking, which is, yeah, that's fucked. And I, I oh, fuck now. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It was so good. And I don't reckon he could have panned for gold after that. No, so he didn't get infected. He, he would have infected. He would have gone home goldless as well, which is really, <laughs> you know, the whole reason you go to the gold fields is to come home with a fleck. Now, Lewis, it is time of the show for a bit of uh, correspondence. Please. Of the letterbox. Of correspondence. So you can get in touch with us uh, at not Hobber and Hing official mm, for uh, now, on Instagram. Could be, be Hobber and Hing official <laughs> soon. Uh, and this comes in from Adam. Mm-hmm. Uh, hello, Adam, who's texting Hi, saying, Adam. Boys, mm. I just found the infamous statues in a parking lot in an apartment building in, <gasps> and then he's written my address. <laughs> <gasps> Just letting you know in case they have gone missing. So do you remember, Lewis, a couple of weeks ago, I was telling you how I have, um, I, I had to move some stuff around to the house and I've dumped the statues in our car park. I do. Well, Adam has um, found them there and he, and he was just letting us know that um, that's where they are in case they'd been stolen or something. But they haven't been stolen, Adam. That's where I've left them. Um, so I've written back to Adam and said, hey, do you live in the building? And he goes, no, I work there occasionally. Now, I don't know Ooh. what work he's doing in my apartment building. <laughs> Interesting. Um, but um, he's like, gotten in touch. 
Wow, that's so funny because we talked about that on the podcast a few episodes ago how mm. someone had come up to Hum, your wife, mm. and said, hey, you've got those Hubber and Hing statues. You know, where yeah. are you just a, a big fan? And she was like, what? <laughs> she was super confused about what was going <laughs> yeah. on. Yeah. Like, no, I hate both of them. Um, uh, and so maybe, it was, I don't know if it was Adam or someone else, maybe there are two Hubber and Hing no, fans I, in the building. Can you imagine? I think, I think it might be someone else because I think the person – who Hum was talking to lives in our building, I think. Where are I guess you? I don't know. The hit rate that we have in your apartment building is amazing. We should we should just be doing, like, we should be standing out the front of your apartment building and letting everyone know about the podcast. We should do a live show from the car park, <laughs> Lewis. We should do. <laughs> well, because um, that's really interesting. Did you, did you tell him that you live there? Does he know that now? I have not said that, but I guess if he listens to this, he'll know that. Uh, he would know that. Oh, my God, is this... I've got a crazy story about um, people finding out where you live, actually. So in the last house I used to live in, in a place called Surrey Hills in Sydney, there's this very old terrace house that we lived in, um, one bedroom, and I was walking out of it one day and um, actually, no, that's not what happened. And one day I got a message from like just a stranger, I guess a Triple J listener, to being like to saying, hey, do you live on this street in Surrey Hills? Mm. And I was like, oh, which is a bit scary because we've had some stalkers in the past. So I was like, oh, um, I live in the area, you know. And I checked her Instagram, made sure she was, you know, legit. She seemed normal, <laughs> as normal as you can be. So anyway, I was like, <laughs> I live in the area. She's like, oh, I've got this weird story about one of the houses on that street. My parents used to live in it and they're animators for like, you know, um, like Pixar and like wow, Dreams, okay. Dreamscape or whatever it's called. Like yeah, yeah. Um, DreamWorks. DreamWorks, mm. thank you. Um, and so and so, all of their friends are also animators. And when they lived in this house, they had a friend who was working on, I don't know, some like big Pixar production who um, designed them a perfect scale model of this house. And so she sent me a photo of it and it looked wow. like the sort of Tim Burton, like yeah. it was a beautiful sort but of... It was a- it was of the house that I lived in. What the fuck? And it was of the house that I was living in at the time. And it was really weird because I wanted to tell her, I wanted to be like, oh, my God, that's my house. That's where I live. But I was like, ah, oh, I don't, while I'm living there, I don't really want that many people to know that's where I live. So I was like, oh, yeah, I know that house. It's on my street. <laughs> she was like, oh, cool. So she never really got that excited about it. But I should text her back now and go like, or DM her back and go like, hey, just FYI, I actually live there. That's crazy. It's one of the craziest things that's ever happened to me. <laughs> I that is wild. To, I should try to find a photo. We can chuck it up. It's um, I yeah. My, it's going back a couple of years now, but it was um, it was awesome. It was amazing. That's incredible. Um, can I share this message that's coming from Lincoln? Uh, hello, Please. Lincoln. Thanks for listening. He writes it and says he's a long time listener. Thank you, Lincoln. I hope he's a long time listener a- to the podcast. Been listening for all five weeks, <laughs> and he's got an idea for us to get some sponsorship. Ah, he uh, he has offered. Lincoln has offered to sponsor our podcast. Now he says he doesn't have enough. Uh, now he says he doesn't have a lot of money, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. isn't a great start, Lincoln. Uh, <laughs> it's not a strong pitch. And he also says that he doesn't really want to advertise himself. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. So I guess he's, it's more of a sponsor in like a we're sort of like a sponsor podcast, like a sponsor child situation. It's more of a charity <laughs> situation for Lincoln, I think. Sponsor a podcast <laughs> right now. Two men are sitting in their bedrooms talking about nothing and they're doing it for free but not with your help every second two men record 
another podcast. <laughs> um, well, please. We would, obviously, that's, there's no better place for your money to be going right now than us. With everything going on in the world, <laughs> there is no better place for your charitable dollars to be set than to us. <laughs> but that's but, but maybe we could, um, you know how like when a theatre is getting built or something, you can like sell off a brick and you can just put mm-hmm. your name on it or something like that. Maybe we could, um, maybe we could, you know, start auctioning off like parts of the equipment. Like we could have, um, you know, the Lincoln fader and every time we turn one of our faders up on the microphone, we can just be like, oh, and I'm turning up. Michael now on the Lincoln fader. And we, we a bit like, you know, if you ever listen to the uh, football on the radio, yeah. everything is sponsored. You know, they go to the Harvey Norman scoreboard. They get yep. like a KFC hot update. We could do that. Biggest, bestest replay, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's right. So we could do, we could go on oh, right now. Um, we're going to do some listener feedback. We're opening up the Lincoln mm. letterbox. Yeah, Okay. Well, look, we are still a couple of weeks away from really working out the finances of this podcast because I think, Lewis, you're still working on one big check, I believe. I'm going you're for one big check. On- and I look, I haven't given you all the updates because I, huh. I kind of want it to come through and you have no idea what's happening. Okay. But I will just say that, look, if I was nowhere, I would uh-huh. say let's just launch the podcast and we'll just admit a failure, which would okay. be very on brand for us. Yes. But there is a slight chance that between now and our genuine launch episode, that I may get us funding to go on a hot air balloon. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying, no, I can't make any promises. <laughs> as I said, if you think we have a plan, think again. Have a real think about who we are as people. Um, no, 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 there's no plan, but I, I, am, I am genuinely working on something, which is why still no episode one just yet. Okay, but it could happen... At some point, maybe is what you're saying. And I'm saying if it doesn't happen in the next like two weeks, we just we'll just launch as a failure. Uh, I'll and, and we'll that will set the tone for the rest of the podcast, as I'm sure it probably would have anyway. You know what I mean? But just give me two weeks, maybe one, two, three at an outside, and then <laughs> come on, baby, give me one more chance. So if this is episode a half, uh-huh. then we're gonna do what episode three quarters, episode four fifths, episode maybe five sixths. Yeah. After that, we're launching the podcast, balloon or no. We're going six sixths. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I reckon I reckon there's a chance. Just just give me just give me a few more weeks. I know I sound like I'm I sound like I'm in debt to the mob. Just a few you, more weeks. <laughs> I mean in in many ways you sort of are. <laughs> yeah. We've made promises to our listeners and we shouldn't have. Did we make promises? We probably did. We made hopes. Mm. Am I a criminal for having hopes? And so after that, Lewis, after we get to sixth sixths mm-hmm. and you've, if you have by then failed mm. in your ability to get this podcast a balloon ride, then we will open up the doors to personal sponsorships from people, birthday shout outs. We'll do it bit by bit. So we'll give you, we'll give you three weeks, including this episode or three more with this episode and then three weeks. What is your, cause we need, cause we, we really need to put We a, need to launch. I Look, let's say three, including this, because I, okay. I don't want to, I don't want to fuck around either. You know what I mean? I want to launch this baby, but I want to do it in the skies. That, having said that, if we rebrand to an edging podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but even then we, we, we would have to still do this. We'd have to be like, Oh no, will it's coming. Don't you worry. The launch is coming <laughs> next week, next week. <laughs> so, Three more weeks, including this. So mm. two weeks after this, yeah. And after then, we'll start auctioning off bits of the podcast. We're not even auctioning off. We'll start. We'll start doing 
a little bit more like personal sponsorship stuff for people, birthday shout outs, you know, Lincoln we'll, could buy a, a slot on the show. We'll do things your way after that, Michael. Uh, we'll do okay. things your way. We'll, slow and steady uh, with the, you know, slowly building, building a up an audience, building a sustainable model. Yeah, as opposed to one big check. Focus. Balloon, Michael. I want, I want you to just think balloon, balloon, balloon. Imagine how good it would be to do a podcast in a balloon. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. Never heard of anything like it. Mm. That being said, if they can't do it, let's all just forget that we ever even thought about it. If Matt and Alex snake us and do a balloon episode before us, I'll shoot the balloon out of the sky. Oh my I god! Will get one, I will get one. I will. I will buy. I will go down to the docks, and from a very dodgy man, I'll buy like a service to a missile or whatever, like in a movie, and I will go to whatever park they're launching from, and I will shoot Matt and Alex's do you remember, balloon out of the sky. Do you remember when there was a producer of a regional commercial station? who would listen to our show and then steal our ideas and give them to their presenters and would just Do tell it. us about it and be like, hey, just so you know, we stole your shit. And I'm like, and we would see these regional presenters who I won't name, and I don't know whether they knew or not, but they were just no. doing our content a week later, every week for like three like, months. Like whether it was talkback topics or it was like, Segments we'd done, whether it was, it was like crazy. specific questions we were asking people. <laughs> it was crazy. It was, it was like ongoing things we were doing. People were just like, and I'm like, there are better people to rip off than us. Like, oh. I, because th- I, I think I don't think that you and I have like particularly, because I don't think you and I are particularly good at radio. <laughs> I just think that like we have like a fun vibe together. So if you take the stuff that we're doing and then give it to other people, it's just like, man, that person's fucking weird. <laughs> Yeah, if you do, um, like, what have you noticed, that is a bad segment, objectively. Yeah. Like, it's just people who have noticed stuff. And it doesn't work unless there is some kind of understanding. Manic energy behind it. Some <laughs> sort of insane conspiracy manic energy. And that's, that's right. what I bring to the show. <laughs> uh, if you've only listened to the podcast and never the radio show, uh, welcome, mm. first and foremost. But the, what have you noticed, which I'd still like to keep doing because it's a lot of fun. It's just when you've noticed something oh, that's a big end of town pulling the wool over the eyes of the little guy, mm-hmm. you let us know because that's the only way we can stop them, by all noticing together. Um, so action items this week for people listening in. Uh, mm. Number one, obviously, if, you, if, if we're still on the hunt for anyone who has any contacts in the balloon industry mm-hmm. or the, I would guess any kind of um, wacky flight, any wacky flight industry. Any dirigible? Uh, get in touch for... Yes, any yeah, yeah, dirigible would work. Um, the uh, the Goodyear blimp, etc. Yeah. Uh, get in touch via Instagram at not Hobber and Hing official. Uh, Lewis, is there anything else you want people to get in touch about? Oh yes, I'm still um, looking for some more support on changing the name because a few more people have got in touch, Michael, and they have said yes. Get rid of the not. And here, can I just say one more thing, right, on this? Uh-huh. Why I think it should be. Uh-huh. This is changing our Instagram name from not Hobber and Hing official to Hobber and Hing official. Yeah. And there are a bunch of very like boring reasons about why we had to call it that that are just mostly yeah. procedural. But I think, Michael, let's draw a line through that past. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Let's be like Snoop Dogg becoming Snoop Lion or little Bow Wow just becoming Bow Wow. How long did Bow that last wow. for? doesn't matter. How long did that last for? He, was, he released a beautiful reggae-inspired album and he was happy. You know what I mean? He was just he was oh, who fuck. he was at that time. I will tell you. Lewis, actually, I went ahead and did something over the weekend. Oh, yeah? Um, which I probably should have told you about. But didn't. <laughs> Great. I registered us a TikTok account. Oh, yeah? A Hobber and Hing TikTok. But I did obviously go with oh, not Hobber and Hing official <laughs> for that. And TikTok has a thing where you can't, if, if you like sign up to it, 
you can't you can't change your name for 30 days so we're at least <sighs> about a month away from being able to change our name on that if you want to oh i mean gosh. alternatively you could change that you could start your own we, we could have competing hover and hang <laughs> accounts on tiktok <laughs> oh god race to 100k followers oh my god okay that's too much work i um <laughs> maybe i'll just give you a, no 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 i i want to be the snoop line of podcasting <laughs> All right. Um, no, wait. Well, the U2 of Instagram, the Snoop Lion. Sorry, the U2 of podcasting, the Snoop Lion slash Bow Wow of Instagram. <laughs> his, I would say, by some margin, his least successful era. Oh, his worst. Absolutely. His absolute worst. Um, all right. Well, that brings us to the end of today's episode. Lewis, are you still cooking in the room there? Or I'm so sweaty. Like, can oh, you damn. see? There's a patch on your chest I can see. Yeah, there's it's nothing I can dark. do. It's yeah. uh, it's like it's just always stiflingly hot in here. If any air conditioner sponsors would like to get in touch, I would welcome your input. <laughs> or I'll say for balance, if any like I guess heating sponsors <laughs> want to get in touch and want to install heating in Lewis's house for free, that would also be funny. Yeah. Or um, split cycle, Michael. We could finally bridge the gap between hot and cold. I just basically I want someone to burn your house down. That's what I think would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this has been episode ne- negative a half. No, this has been episode positive one half yes. of the Hobber and Hing podcast, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.